counter number 50. Vanessa Jenkins? Vanessa Jenkins? No. Okay. Pat McCurdy? Pat McCurdy? Nope. Barbara Goldstein? Barbara Goldstein? Oh. James Marston? James Marston. Another another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen episode 435. It is weird me fro. I am from Norway. If you never heard this podcast before, why are you listening? Um, and with me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, fro, everybody. How's it going? Where are you from? I'm from the US of A. Yeah. The US of A. Yeah. Are you feeling very patriotic? <laughs> I can't say patriotic for some reason. Patriotic. Today. It's not important to say. It's kind of a. Dirty yeah. word at this point, anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Why would I be feeling patriotic today? I don't know. I. I don't feel it's because you skipped. Patriotic. Because you skipped out of jury duty. Well, I didn't skip out. I didn't get called for jury <laughs> duty this week. I did have. I was supposed to do well. I was on the list for jury duty, but uh, mm-hmm. they didn't call my number. It must have been a pretty big trial because they had two sets of juries. Or jury, mm. two sets of jury groups, and oh. numbers as far as like I was in the hundreds, and mm-hmm. when I listened back to it, they went up to five hundred in each group. Jeez! So wow, it must have been a pretty big trial, whatever it was. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So that was a little homage in the beginning to the TV show Jury Duty. If uh, someone was wondering what the fuck I was doing in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was hoping to go to jury duty. Well, you know, it could have been interesting because maybe it would have been an interesting trial, but at the same time, maybe it would have been a really boring trial. But also, I could have right. got a job on a reality television show on f- Freeform. What was is it on Freeform? <laughs> right. I don't even remember yes. what. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, to be 110% honest, me and Luke uh, recorded a half hour emergency podcast. Uh, will they ever hear it? That's the question. Uh, there isn't really any reason to hear it because most of the stuff we talked about in it we're going to cover today, right? Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> there might be some jokes we don't make because uh, they don't overlap or whatever, but. Um... Yeah, we did a just to show in case I ended up getting called for jury duty, <laughs> but I didn't. Yeah. So yeah, it all yeah. worked out. It was a little stressful because I'm not a morning person, and one of the groups started at eight in the morning, and I was like, yeah. oh, "Oh god!" And it's like an hour. <laughs> it's like a half an hour, forty minutes away from me, the courthouse. Yeah. So yeah. I would have had to wake up like at six in the morning, and I was like, "That is not." I'm not oh. about that. But the second the second group, if I would have got picked for that one, was at, like, after yeah. lunch. So I oh. could have got lucky. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. but uh, either way, I'm still on, like, the list for jury duty because I didn't get called. So who yeah. knows when I'm going to get called again. Yeah. Yeah, I am hoping you're getting to know, uh, to get to, to be the new Ronald Gladden, but uh, we will see. There's a very low likelihood, I would guess, but it's possibility. 
I did, like, <laughs> like I said when we saw during duty the look show. Up out for B celebrities. <laughs> when I was when I was talking about that show originally, I was like, they have to pick that guy really specifically so that he's, you know, fairly naive, fairly ignorant to mm-hmm. certain things, and. Uh, Mm-hmm. trusting and yeah, things no. like I don't think I'd fit yeah, that no. bill very well not not especially I would be like wait a second why is why Didn't is Bill I know you from somewhere <laughs> right exactly I'd be like aren't you that guy from like five other movies that I saw this year because I watched like all the bad indie movies yeah yeah no yeah so uh that was a little bit sad. Also, it would be fun to, like, you couldn't talk about it. That's the sad thing. Uh, you could do it after the jury or the case was done. but Right. Well, I wouldn't I mean, have been able to have been on the podcast until it was over. But they, yeah. you know, who knows how long that would have been. But, and I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know the rules about talking about it afterwards at all. Um yeah, I have no clue. I I know that a lot of judges, like uh, especially after like big trials, they say, "Oh, the jury can talk to the press if they want to." Right. And I would say, "Hey, don't talk to the press." It's don't probably mostly it. <laughs> if it's settled out of court, then they probably don't want you to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we are going to talk uh, somewhat about Sweden today in different ways, funny enough. But uh, let's talk about uh, Sweden investigating the Nord Stream pipeline. I'm so happy that they now have investigated it for two years and are going to tell us who did it. I am I'm kind of happy that they took it on their like behalf to do that. So, yeah, who they- is it? They they weren't the only country to, to... Denmark and Germany also are doing separate investigations into the Nord Stream pipeline uh, mm. bombing. But Swedish prosecutors said they will end their investigation into the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines, uh, dodging the question of who destroyed the new energy link between Russia and Europe um, sh- shortly after the invasion of Ukraine. After a 16-month inquiry, the investor- investigators concluded they did not have jurisdiction in the case because Sweden's citizens and interests had not been harmed. So they spent 16 months investigating this to find out they shouldn't have they investigated didn't want to do it. it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why did we spend 16 invest- months to do this? <laughs> I don't know. It seems a little like... What's the word I'm looking for? Redundant? Redundant. It says here... Uh, who is this from? Swedish Prosecution Authority. The conclusion mm. of the investigation is that Swedish jurisdiction does not apply and that the investigation, therefore, should be closed. Swedish jurisdiction? So it wasn't in yeah. Swedish water. Is that what they're saying? I, Yeah, as I understand it. it says that's here, their excuse. Nord Stream pipelines transported gas from uh, Russia to Germany under the Baltic Sea and were ruptured by a series of blasts in Swedish and Danish waters. Uh, so, no. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know that what they're trying to say there. a weird excuse. Mm-hmm. It says here, authorities in Denmark and Germany will continue their separate investigations into the attack, considering uh, one of the most, oh, considered one of the most audacious attacks of industrial sabotage in recent me- memory. So, hmm. we still have those reports, and it seems like the Germans are the ones that have been taking it the most seriously, as far as, mm. like, 
when whenever we get like really infor- interesting information it always comes from a german newspaper if you haven't noticed that mm-hmm. yeah yeah i have noticed that yeah the germans are very good at investigating things they know to ask the right questions <laughs> i guess so um <laughs> Until they're like, oh, that wasn't our jurisdiction. We're like, the pipe went into your country. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally went to your country. Yeah. No, I I, I don't understand this. It, it is also somewhat like, uh, it seems like a huge waste of fucking money and resources and everything. I just have a feeling somebody was like, hey, you know that uh, investigation you're doing, nudge, nudge? Here's a <laughs> Are you sure you want to do that? Nudge, nudge. You know how you want to join the EU? Nudge, nudge. Hint, hint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Do you think that is the reason? The real reason? Probably. I don't... I don't... Like, their excuse of it not being in their jurisdiction and not, like... Their second excuse is that it's not, like, in the interests of their country and their citizens it's like those are very flimsy reasons to not give them any kind of answer after spending almost two years on it yeah yeah it seems like a shit excuse i have i have a feeling that uh russia that totally didn't do it by the way hint hint um uh but uh or someone that actually did it hint hint maybe probably uh ukraine pay them under uh, the table. It feels a little like, yeah, it feels a little mafia. I, I think, I mean, I, I don't know why, but I think they're the deal, the deal they have trying to get in to the EU has something to do with it. Uh, Probably. Um, yeah. I don't, it says here, the U S officials blamed Russia but the New York Times and other of media outlets did. reported that pro-Ukrainian groups were that were unaffiliated unaffiliated with the government were involved. So, right, which we reported on earlier. I believe I believe that more funny enough. The other thing is the Swedish investigation, they did say that it was explosives. Like mm. that they didn't deny that either. Um, mm. but they're saying, yeah, like we said, it's not their it's not our job. Not our job. <laughs> Such a weird. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really don't understand it. It feels a little. Uh, yeah, like I said, it feels a uh, tiny bit wrong. It's like when uh, Epstein died, and they're like, "Hey, we don't need to investigate that anymore. He's dead." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it just seems a little weird, and the timing is kind of strange as well. I, I I am assuming that something in the background is kind of getting this somewhere. But uh, who knows? Uh, moving all the way to the other side of the world, literally. Uh, <laughs> literally, yes. Secret spying program targeted top Venezuelan officials against uh, international law. Secret memo mm. obtained by the AP details a year-long covert operation by the U.S. DEA, this drug enforcement agency, of all people, that sent mm-hmm. undercover operatives into Venezuela to surreptitiously record and build drug trafficking cases against the country's leadership, uh, a plan mm. the U.S. acknowledged from the start was arguably in violation of international law. 
Could that have anything to do with who the president is? Well, yes, it was Trump at the time when this happened. Um, <laughs> in, in a 15-page 2018 memo expanding on the operation, it said, it's necessary to conduct this operation unilaterally and without notifying Venezuelan officials. I think that would kind of go against... Yeah, the duh. I don't yeah. know how you would do it with... Hey, we're going to um, set up a drug <laughs> trafficking sting on you. We we hope you don't mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. D pretend we didn't do it. Is that okay? Somebody walks in with a skateboard. Hey, fellow kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While no clear mechanism to hold the United States accountable legally, and revelations threaten to roil already fraught relations between the governments, uh, it also offers a rare window into the length the DEA was willing to go to fight the drug war in uh, that country. Mm -hmm. Right. Because the drug war has worked out so well for everybody. Uh, yeah, we we don't have drugs in the world at all. Yeah, the cartels I'm, didn't get created because of the U.S. drug oh, war or anything. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, this is stupid. And uh, I, I find it funny that uh, the Never Seen document was authorized by... Uh, Cosmo Brevin, President Trump's maximum pressure campaign to remove Venezuelan president. Yeah, I would assume it would have some pressure if they found out they were doing stuff illegally. Well, if you remember, there was that whole thing during the Trump administration where they sent actual, like, uh, Gorilla, a guerrilla group out of Florida to try to overthrow the government, if you don't remember that, also. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was the whole thing with the... What, what was it? The interim president that showed up at the State of the Union address during yep. Trump's State of the Union speech. Like, they were literally yep. trying to overthrow this government. There's no denying it at, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Maduro said in a televised appearance last month, I don't think President Biden is involved... But the CIA and DEA operated independently as an in imperialist criminal organization. Yeah, so he's not I blaming Biden, doubt. so there's that. I actually doubt uh, uh, Biden was um, at all involved, to be honest. Well, this was happening mostly during the Trump administration. Do you think Trump yeah. signed off on it? I think probably. He oh, did. definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's no doubt in my mind. And I'm sure tr that Biden knew that this had ha happened, had been, like, you know, um, sure. informed that this had taken place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree to that as well. But they did, yeah, they did roll back sanctions in 2021, if you remember that, mm -hmm. against uh, against that government. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let's uh, fly some drones over to the next uh, thing we will talk about. Uh it fits very well because the U.S. hits uh, militias very hard in Iraq and Syria, re uh, relating for fatal drone attack. Holy fuck. I was like, I woke up that morning, I was thinking, oh, World War Three, nice. We're like uh, jumping around the world here in this news report. We're like Carmen Sandiego, yeah. this bitch. Uh, the United States launched <laughs> airstrikes in Iraq and Syria against more than 85 targets linked to Iranians' Revolutionary Guard um, mm -hmm. and reportedly killed nearly 40 people in retaliation to a deadly attack on U.S. troops, killing three. 
The strikes, which included the use of long-range B-1 bombers fr- flown from the U.S., were the first in response last week, uh, last weekend in Jordan uh, by Iranian-backed militants. Um, and it's, the U.S. is saying they're gonna. This isn't the end of the strikes. We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep bombing these countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, super nice. I mean, I'm so pro this cough cough. There's a whole thing that the, I think the biggest thing is that the Biden administration coming out and when asked if there's like a risk of a wider war, they say, oh, mm-hmm. no, there's no wider war going on here. Yeah, yeah. We're literally bombing three countries simultaneously yeah. right now and involved in Ukraine as well uh, and backing Israel and Gaza. How is there yeah. not a wider war currently happening? I'm Maybe I'm maybe I don't know what a wider war means. Maybe wider is a is a term that you can kind of mess around with. <laughs> I get a little cynical and think of wag the dog. Everything this happens during election season, but uh, uh, where they literally start a war just to not lose an election. But uh, will this help Biden? Who the fuck knows? This this war, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, he is so down on the polls, and most of it is because the war of of the war in Gaza. Um, yeah, they're actually at this point. Michigan is a huge swing state as far as mm-hmm. the final election goes, mm-hmm. um, the main presidential election, and Biden is just being trounced there because there's a large Muslim population in certain parts of that state, and so the Biden administration is like, "How okay? How do we win that state without the Muslims voting for us?" <laughs> and so that's their new strategy instead of like you know trying to uh, somehow right find thing. a way to appease yeah. these people or like I think what they're yeah. thinking is it, it's gone on long, long enough that no matter what we do even if the war stopped today those people aren't voting mm-hmm. for for Biden you know it's it's too late you've lost that group of people uh, that's kind of sadly true as well right he could stop the war right now and they still aren't yeah. gonna vote for him so I I I do agree to that sadly. I think the a lot of I even heard it this morning. A lot of people are backing, or at least Democrats are banking on the idea that this trial, this um, the uh, the trial against Trump for overthrowing the government, that that's going mm-hmm. to save Biden's ass, kind of. So we'll see. Yeah, and I don't think it will. What it's looking like as far as the trial goes, because there was a small postponement, um, but then Trump was trying to get it thrown out because of presidential immunity. The judge yesterday said that Mm. that is not uh, a viable reason to throw out the trial. So this trial is going to continue starting in February and ending up sometime in the beginning, middle of fall. So like uh, September, October. Is what we're looking at, right. which that yeah. throws uh, the trial ending right before the presidential election. So that's all Fantastic. very interesting. Yeah, yeah, such a fucking good idea. Well, you know, Trump is the one that delayed this trial over and over again. He's the one that made it ha- made this happen. Like it would have been over a long time, or but not nobody a long time is ago, going but... to. Nobody is going to think like that. I know that. You know that. But nobody is going to think, uh, oh, uh, it was really his fault. 
everybody's going to be, oh, it's during the election season. See what the Democrats are doing. Uh, yeah, they can do they can do that. I guess you know, it's not going to stop yes. the judge and jury from finding him guilty. And what I've heard is that even <clears throat> Trump thinks he's going to be found guilty, and that he's preparing to be found guilty, and preparing to run really? for president from jail. Yes. Hmm. That's what everybody's saying. The internal people are saying that Trump thinks he's they're going to find him guilty. Whether that's pessimism or whether that's him... Oh, wait, I actually did that shit, so I'm probably going to be found guilty? I don't know. I mean, he said, I'm... Uh, when uh, the Mueller report started, he said, Oh, shit, I'm going to be thrown out as president, so... So maybe he it's pessimism and yeah. that he just thinks... Uh, oh, they're coming after me, so they're going to get me with whether I want them to exactly. or not? Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, and maybe. That's what I'm thinking. I think he also is thinking in the back of his mind, oh, shit, yeah, I did kind of do that shit, so maybe. <laughs> well, I think he did that shit, so there's also that. But uh, talking about uh, Trumpy Lump, uh, did he win Iowa? Or, sorry, did he win Nevada? He did win Iowa. He did not win Nevada because he was not on the... He wasn't even on the on the ballot, apparently. In what? Why wasn't he on the ballot in Nevada? Uh, I actually don't know, but Republican... Well, he was thrown off of a few ballots, right? Um, mm. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley suffered an embarrassing defeat in Nevada's primary on Tuesday, finishing behind ballots that were marked none of the candidates... Uh, by supporters of Donald Trump, <laughs> according to Edison Research. So Trump supporters were putting that in because they couldn't put Trump in. Haley's last right. remaining rival, Trump, uh, for the Republican presidential nominee, was the only major Republican candidate contesting the party's Nevada primary Tuesday, so Trump was not on the ballot. U.S. Mm -hmm. President Joe Biden easily won uh, in Nevada. Biden had 90% support. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Trump mm -hmm. will secure all of Nevada's delegates in a separate caucus vote on Thursday, cl clinching him the nomination. So, yeah. N I guess they have a... Uh, how does how does Nevada work? They have a primary, and then they do a, another kind of election in, on Thursday? A separate caucus vote? I don't know how Nevada works as far as voting goes. Trump did yeah. not complete Tuesday's primary, which carried no right for the presidential contest. Haley is not on the ballot for Thursday. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, it was interesting to see that she got beat out by none of these candidates, and now she's calling foul yeah. and saying that um, that it was rigged, that, that they rigged it against her, which, I don't know. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> At least it's in the Republican vein of like, uh, like uh, excuses. So she's kind of proving she's a Republican by um, saying that it's uh, someone else's fault. My only because, because thought is that she's got to be siphoning money off somehow, and like that's why mm. she's staying in. Is she's somehow? Oh, yeah. Uh, laundering campaign funds into some bank account somewhere. That's gotta be why she's... Yeah. I'm sure that's a hundred and... Or something like that, true. right? Yeah. 
Allegedly. Allegedly. Haley has vowed yeah. uh, in Minecraft. Haley has vowed to stay in the nominating race on the potential last stand <clears throat> of her hometown, South Car- or home state, South Carolina, which happens on February 24th. But she still has no clear path to nomination. So she might be out by February. We'll see. Yeah, what do you think? I don't think any of it really matters, but it's kind of funny. No. That she got yeah, beat it by. Is kind of funny. It would have been funnier if they all would have put in, like, Elmo or something. Or, like... <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be funny. <laughs> and Nevada goes to Elmo! Yeah. I mean, none of these candidates is probably, like, an actual option that you can fill the little circle in. But if there was a write-in mm-hmm. option, it would have been funnier, I think. You could have done something fun with it. Yeah. Uh, do you think uh, people would uh, vote for uh, Trump? Uh, it, not in America, probably, right? No. Um, yeah. Maybe in, in Norway. Do you think maybe, not in America? Maybe, maybe it's a little too radical. Probably for most American states. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I think that for Norwegian states as well, to be honest. But uh, that's another topic. Uh, but Tron uh, is going to tell the truth about World War Three being here. I wish you a good new year and the war is coming. Yes, the war is fucking coming. For many years I tried to hold this segment with some kinds of warnings. I don't know many people listen to my warnings. But I'm not the only one who gives those warnings. But I found out there is no hope anymore. It's war in the Middle East, it's war in Ukraine, and you got a new crazy batshit fucking asshole coming back in the United States. So, this is my prediction. You don't want to listen? Yeah. That's civil war in the United States. It's a fucking civil war just in Russia. China is meddling and the Middle East is fucking boiling. Well, war is the only thing that's gonna come now. I hope they don't use nukes. But a lot of people are gonna die. Most of the people are gonna die because there aren't people fighting for peace anymore. People don't wanna hear bad news because bad news is woke. Woke this, woke that. Talk about joining hands together, woke. Talk about people's rights, woke. Woke, 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 woke. So you cannot even talk about war. In the 80s, the 80s ended with a ban. It ended with peace. The Eastern Europe regimes fall apart and we got democracy again. But that was not fun for anybody. Democracy, peace, and quiet doesn't benefit the war industry. Doesn't benefit people who make weapons. And it benefit people who want more extreme ideology. So they started up ignoring up those bullshit in the 90s, get a heyday 11th, 9-11, and now they just continue spinning and spinning and spinning. I said it before, the conservatives are always funny on one point. They always think they control, can control fair, and they can control the maniacs. Well, they cannot control fair, and they definitely are not control the maniacs. They're not decent conservative left. They could have stopped this, but they didn't. The left could have done something, but they didn't want to do it, because they only want to find their perfect man, or perfect woman, their perfect fucking leader. Left, right, the same fucking bullshit. How many people die before you get a peace movement of politicians? Not people just joining hands in the fucking street and saying kumbaya, but actually politicians when like, hmm, this is not fucking benefit anybody. The European Union has functioned good because there haven't been any war and revolutions in that area for a fucking long time. Europe seems to be a war pit. 
war against each other all the time. For the last 70, 80 years, there have any been. Okay, if you see a way from the Balkan wars, but then it's more peace than fucking ever. Now, it's fucking it up again. Hungary is bullshit. Slovakia is sending down. Netherlands, France. I don't make it fucking get started. The war is coming. Prepare yourself. Buy fucking guns. Buy survival kit. Well, I haven't even started by talking about North Korea and all the bullshit they are doing, but I can leave that to another time. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a fucking nice evening and hope you survive. That was uh, Tron uh, telling the truth. Thank you as always, Tron. Get out of the way of the fire truck in the background. Yeah, uh, recording outside is not great audio, but at least it was no. better than last week, which was absolutely unhearable. Because uh, it's unhearable. Like, is that a word? Unhearable. Yeah. <laughs> mm, Un. Okay. Unintelligible. Un. Uh, non audible. Uh, <laughs> maybe that one. I don't know. I, it, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Everything sounds weird. Hey, I saw a stupid, uh, silly little uh, reality show this week uh, from Hulu. Okay. Love and WWE. Uh, Bianca and Montes. Uh, I saw two episodes of this week. What was the last part of it? It's called Love and WWE. Bianca and Montes. Bianca and Montes. Okay. B- Bianca. Bianca and Montes. It is uh, Bia- Bianca Belair and Montes Ford. Uh, a wild ride to WrestleMania look. <sighs> Do you think this was produced by WWE? Yes, it was. I would imagine uh, so. <laughs> yes. Was it extremely, extremely boring? Yes, it was. Was it also very, very uh, propaganda? Yes, it was. Um, yeah. I. Um, yeah, I saw two episodes. I'm definitely out. It's just like. It's uh, total divas, but uh, even less interesting. Uh, I give it a two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Okay, it's weird that it's on Hulu because doesn't WWE have a deal with Peacock? And it is very weird. That's weird a little that strange. Hulu, yeah. I guess they only have a deal for like the wrestling stuff and maybe the reality show stuff. The yeah, reality yeah. show is uh, another thing. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Has to be. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I probably will check that out, but I did see another don't. reality show that was <laughs> actually better than I thought it was going to be, but maybe it's because I went in with the lowest possible expectations. Like, my expectations mm-hmm. were at, at the deepest part of the ocean. Um, Dance mm-hmm. Life on Prime. Yeah. This was an Australian show about a dance company, not dance company, dance school. School, yeah. It's like the, according to them, the best, most highest rated dance academy in Australia. I mean, they're going to say that no matter, like, even if there was a better one. Yeah, I have actually heard of this dance uh, academy before. So I was like, oh, cool. I mean, you can't deny, even in the show, you can tell there are kids from all over the world. Like, Brazil, yeah, yeah. there's kids coming from mm-hmm. uh, the Nordic countries, there was one kid. There was uh, mm-hmm. U.S. kids, uh, Australian kids. Like, So, obviously, mm-hmm. if they're coming from all over the world to go here, it's somewhat mm-hmm. reputable, for sure. Um, I was expecting to not like the show, mostly mm-hmm. just because I'm not that interested in dance, necessarily. Dance, yeah. 
But like yeah. the it was well put together. Like the whole show itself yeah. was like well shot entertaining it didn't feel mm -hmm. like they were forcing any single character down your throat as like this is yep. like uh the bad girl of the group and this is the like star like there were some people who were like this is like the best dancer but they were never mm -hmm. treated like above and better than everybody else there was no like good yeah. guys or bad guys in this reality show yeah. is my point yeah you know i very much like this i was going in with this with a uh, uh, some uh, station that I wouldn't, uh, I was a little like, eh, this is probably going to be shit. And uh, the more I watched of it, the m more I liked it. Uh, I really, really dig it. I feel like if they did this in America, I would hate it. But because yeah. it was like Australian production, that it mm -hmm. felt more genuine. I feel like if you yeah. did this in America, it would have just turned into dance bombs. You know what I mean? But it also was extremely uh, watchable because it also was only five episodes. I think that helped the show in a way. Well, I wouldn't it... have even gotten through two if, like, the dialogue wasn't at least somewhat engaging. And, like, the, what really happens True. is, like, you get invested in certain characters and you're wondering mm -hmm. how well they do. Where mm -hmm. um, in other shows like this, they try too hard to, like, cover a single person and make that person like the center of the whole story yeah. this they covered i don't, I don't know six or seven different yeah and then mm. they also cut the word um the teacher is like a, a whole other story from the students mm -hmm. that one female teacher specifically so yeah and it's 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 actually 90 dancers and and they all like fight for the spot uh at the uh, what was it called cassie's jazz one yeah, so there's they said there was like ninety something, and then thirty yeah. of them go into like the top class, and then the yeah. bottom two thirds still go to school there, but they don't get like yeah, top honors, right? Yeah, so they're going to be in like the second down class or whatever. And people in the top yeah. class are obviously going to get the most job opportunities after school mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah. No, I I. I'm going to surprise a lot of people by saying I gave this an 8.5 look. I really like that. I don't really, know. I mean, really I think it was still pretty reality show kind of... Um, I really dig that. I think there was some problems with, like, just it being, you know, standard reality show kind of documentary thing, but I would give it a 7. Okay. Yeah, no, I really love this from, from top to bottom. Uh, okay, let's talk about the worst reality show I saw this week. Hot Mess Summer. Uh, this is uh, from the UK. It's um, eight very unlikable 20-something people that are uh, duped into working in Greece. Okay. And um, it has uh, Ryan Clark. Do you know who that is? That is a very generic name, so it's hard to, you know what I mean? Okay, he's very famous in the UK, then. Ryan I'll Clark. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's super fa famous. What is and, he famous uh, for? Uh, for reality shows. Oh. Well, <laughs> yeah. then he's not super famous, but he's famous, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, um, I think one of the... Oh, Rylan, not Ryan. Yeah. Rylan, like, Rylan. from yeah, Big yeah, Brother so. UK. Ryland from yeah. Big Brother UK. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I know who that is. Uh, one of my <laughs> biggest problems with this is like 
the twist because uh, our gang is is lured to uh, the, this place under for false pro, uh, pretenses. They are they think they are going to uh, be in a series that celebrate their uh, legendary parting, and instead they are like signed up for being in this bar and responsible for teamwork and shit like that. That is, like, that's the twist of the show. Um, sadly, <laughs> sadly, they have with them people that are atrociously bad, like, bad at everything. Like, one one of them is literally called Princess uh, Danny. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they call, like, parts of, like, uh, one of the guys that doesn't really want to work calls himself the VIP of the group, <laughs> and his name is Jay, and he's jobless, and and nobody like likes him and things like that. It's just a bunch of unlikable people in in environment they don't want to be in. It's so incredibly stupid that you you just uh, go there and you watch the screen and it's like. What the fuck is going on? Why am I watching this? I'm going to give this a big fat fucking zero. Look, it's atrocious and one of the worst things I watched this year. Okay, just sounds like Jordy Shore to me. Uh, <laughs> on I wish. Well, they they have to get a job in that, and then they just live and hang out and drink. That's pretty much what that show sounds like, right? Um, yeah. I wish it was a Jersey Shore because at least I liked people in Jersey Shore. Well, maybe there's that. I, I haven't seen it. Uh, there's a Max show on the Rome. Okay. Uh, with Jason Mimosa, uh, who's great at brunches. Oh. Uh, okay. That was pretty much he, him. It's him going out and eating? No. I thought it, like, from the first episode, I thought this was going to be about him on his motorcycle, like, driving around, you know, on a motorcycle and seeing the country or something, you know, mm -hmm. just by, like, mm -hmm. the name of it. Mm -hmm. But in episode two, it's all about a cam, like, cameras and a guy who's, like, really good at what? shooting photography. What? I know. I. I... <laughs> what the fuck did you watch? It's a, it's a show where Jason Momoa just goes around and, like, learns about old. <laughs> old stuff so like the first episode what? he learns about like 1930s 1920s um motorcycles and he said okay. he has his own like little motorcycle club of like old old school motorcycles and they do like okay. a race at the end or whatever but then the next one he meets up with a photographer and kind of learns about photography okay uh and as far as i can tell after that there's it's kind of random like um <laughs> there's one where he meets up with a guy who is like he meets up with Slash, the the guitarist, and guitarist, learns about yes, guitars. Yeah. So it's kind mm. of like every episode he's learning about something different. There's the one about cars and so fucking weird. Yeah, it's totally a random, random ass show. But it's all like around <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa's interests. So if he's interested okay. in something, they make an ep episode about that. Him in like learning about whatever topic that is. Okay. This show is like two-thirds slow motion. At least the episodes I saw. <laughs> it's all like... like ep Epic-sounding music with slow motion shots to make everything look cooler than it actually is. 
Um, Let me guess who directed it. <laughs> I don't know who directed this, but I, I'm sure the directors were different for each episode. But the the show oh, I, itself I is... It was a slow motion guy that always does slow motion. Yeah. Um, I would say the show doesn't really know what it wants to be in that they just mm. were like, hey, Jason Momoa, you want to do a reality show? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And they're like, what do you want to make it about? And he's like, well, I like this and I like this and I like this. And they're like, okay, that's a reality show now. And they just mm. went and filmed that. <laughs> um, it feels certain times that they didn't even, they're not even using footage from the show that it's all like behind mm. the scenes. Like, Everything feels behind-the-scenes footage-esque. That is so fucking weird. Yeah, it's a very weirdly put-together show, and I don't know why they made it other than, like, you know, people who like Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yeah. yeah. And it shows, like, a lot of his interests, and you really get to know him. And honestly, he seems like a really cool dude from the show. Like, I would love to hang out yeah. with him, and he seems super chill and everything. Yeah. So, but the show itself is like, I don't even know why you made this. I'd give it a four on the nose. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, another thing I have, did not have any expectations for, Mrs. and Mr. Smith, or Mr. and Mrs. Smith, is it that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Donald Glover's uh, TV show with uh, Mia Erskins. It is definitely better than the movie. Uh, I will say that. Uh, it... I'm not sure if it has anything to do with the movie Well, they're at assassins all. and they're pretending to be married. That's the extent of sure. of the of the whole kind of concept. But it's more or less a remake of Mission Impossible. A remake of Mission Impossible? I, I didn't I didn't get that. But... The TV show. Mm, yeah. It's a spy remake of Mission Impossible. That's what I felt like. Uh but yeah, it's very funny. And uh, it's really, really good. And I think one of the strangest things is that I very much liked it. It's reimagining uh, the whole thing totally, and it's 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 so so out of left field good. I feel like. Um, how many episodes did you see? All of them. Okay, because I feel like. I wanted them to stay in New York for, like, two more episodes at the beginning before they, like, ventured out. Yeah. Because I wanted them to, like, not understand what was going on longer and and have Mm. it be more of a mystery that, like, that builds up to them going somewhere exotic, which in the third episode they end up in, like, this ski resort in Europe somewhere, right? Right, yeah. Um, Which I thought was a huge jump in tone in the show. It almost felt Mm. like the episodes were out of order but they weren't because Mm. as you continue the show it continues that kind of um idea but i I really example when they get messages like from mr high high and uh that like leaves them in in introductions in instructions that's very mission impossible that's one of the things that i was thinking of I, I i mean the concept of the show is nothing like mission impossible though as far as like uh, working for the government, and then he no, has, but it, he has it, to go rogue and sure, right? I understand that. But, and there's only uh, there's only one guy in that, and there's two people who are uh, yeah. I mean, th- it's a spy thing, but I wouldn't compare yeah. it to Mission Impossible. 
Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even compare it to the original Mr. and Mrs. Smith film because that is so much different no, than this. That is definitely not ending like this. So, uh, but I I hated that original movie, and this yeah, was actually enjoyable. That was terrible. I just yeah. feel like the episodes weren't as cohesive as I wanted them to be. But overall, I'd okay. give it a. Uh, I'd probably give it an eight. I give it an eight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my turn. Yep. <laughs> uh, Love Deadline. Mm-hmm. This is a Japanese reality dating show. Um, but it's actually not really a date. They don't really date. Well, they kind of date, but the idea is to get married as quickly as possible, right? Yeah. Because the idea yes. is we had six women, six men, and the mm-hmm. men at any point during this reality show, we know that it's going to be six days, but none of the people on the reality show know how long it's going to be till the first person gets kicked off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have to try to make connections as quickly as possible because mm-hmm. at any point the person that they're trying to get to know could just be booted off the show. Right. Yep. Which And uh, it's also kind of interesting because uh, the women are definitely in charge. They are the one that uh, has have to propose. Actually, they are the only one that can propose in this show. Right. Um, and the men are the only ones that can get kicked off. Also, yeah. so it's up to the women to decide whether they want to marry these guys or not, um, and they have to decide as quickly as possible. Which kind of puts them in a position where some of them, if as the show goes along, if they make a really good connection with somebody and haven't uh, asked them, and then they get kicked off the show, it creates uh, a situation where now do they move on to another guy, or do they just not? Yeah continue dating on the show or yeah that's that's the interesting thing some of the bad parts were the panel that's kind of watching along with you during the show i think that is one of the things so i i were were the one that recommended you to watch this and the whole reason why i wanted you to watch this is the panel like that is so atrociously bad i don't understand why they're there I think it's a Japanese like, thing. Maybe? It's got to be, right? I don't know what... what. It, I mean, I've seen Japanese shows where they have, like, um, uh, external voices talking about what's happening in the show. I've never mm-hmm. seen it where they show you them in a separate room talking about the thing that we're seeing while we're seeing it in, like, a little box in the corner. That was mm-hmm. the strange part. Um that that we actually see them right because sometimes a lot of times you'll have a voiceover that's telling you what's going Mm. on and things like that but cutting Mm -hmm. to the voice the cutting to the voice and seeing them having a discussion (laughs) that's the weird part right yeah um it it feels a little like i was thinking it feels a little like uh uh jim carrey movie where he's like trapped in inside uh uh, the bowl and has a reality show where where they okay. are, are like us. Yeah. yeah, I think it is strange. It feels a little go- goggle box to me is what it feels. Yes. Because they're yes. like watching the show and we're watching yes. the show, but they're sitting yes. there having a discussion about the show that we're both watching. So I yeah. think the idea is kind of muckbangish where they 
want you yeah. to feel like you're watching it along with them and that you that's and them are like you know what i mean yeah. um mm -hmm. but the problem is that these three people that are the panel have no real interest <laughs> nothing really interesting to say like nothing to say they whatsoever. will you'll hear them tell you the rules in the show and then they'll go to the yes. panel and the panel will just repeat the thing that was just said exactly. about the rules without any real like interesting input about that rule they'll just be like oh so the girl the women have to choose i understand now the women choose and that's their whole input of like what we just heard that's the problem exactly. with the panel is that they don't have yes. anything interesting to say because it could I be a good thing I understand yeah. the idea of like the muck banging, like watching along with somebody, but they just aren't interesting. So, mm -hmm. you know yeah, what it no. could have been though is bad translation. I suppose I, it gave him the benefit of the doubt. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I gave this a two. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably a two. I yeah. I was entertained, like pretty entertained by episode one, but by the <laughs> end of episode two, yes. I was definitely feeling like. Oh, I don't really need to see more of this because exactly how I felt. I watched episode one and I was like, "Oh, this is super interesting," and then I watched episode two and I was like, "No, it isn't." <laughs> I think that it could hook you once somebody gets kicked off, but mm -hmm. uh, if that doesn't happen for a while, so I don't know how I would get hooked by this. Really, I think it's something yeah. that I, I might just go watch the end of and see uh, who they see what pick, happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. I totally agree. Yeah, that was the last thing I saw. Let's see. Oh, well, there's one other thing you saw, but I also saw The Tourist oh. on Netflix. Okay. This is also an Australian show. Um, it's about a guy yeah. who, in the beginning, he's... You just see he's driving through the Australian outback, and then mm -hmm. he stops at a gas station to get gas, and when he's leaving the gas station, a tr like a semi-truck comes up behind him. This is like the beginning of the show. You don't know the character, mm -hmm. you don't know anything that's happening, and the truck comes behind him, starts, uh, go, you know, honking his horn and coming up to ram his car. Mm -hmm. uh, the truck drives him off the road, he gets into an accident, he ends up in the hospital with no memory of who he is or how he got there or what's going on. So mm -hmm. the mystery is finding out who the hell this guy is. Clearly you know something nefarious is going on. Why... Why else would somebody drive him off the road? But mm -hmm. slowly, he's starting to learn who he is, and also you're following along, trying to find out who he is and why somebody would try to kill him, right? Exactly. So, very uh, interesting I've, show. Yeah, I've seen this show. Okay. Uh, but I have seen it when it came out. Yeah, this I just came know. out in America on Netflix, if anybody wants to see it. Yeah. It's um, really good. It was fun. Yeah. I think it says okay. It says it's on BBC iPlayer if people want to see it in the mm -hmm. UK, and it was Season on. Season two is out as well. It was so on if I... Stan in um, Australia. Yeah. Mhm. Mm uh, and it says season two is going to be in America in February. So yeah. Um. Yeah, it was it was a decent show. I, I think it was really well put together. I like mm -hmm. the mystery aspect of it. That's kind of the best part of it. The acting's good. Uh, I really like that one woman who plays the uh, the cop in this. I've seen her in other Australian shows, and she's mm -hmm. usually she's really good. a comedian yeah. actress. Mm -hmm. And this she takes it very seriously, but is also kind of the 
comedic relief, but I think she's very funny. So overall, mm-hmm. what, a 7.5, I guess? Yeah, I give it 7.5 as well when I watched it back then. Uh, okay. Um, Baby Bandito we watched this week. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot that I watched that. Um, where, where was the show from? Because they were... In the beginning of it, we were like, oh, they're in Italy, but then they were in Chile? Yeah, so... Chile, I, I think. I think it was Chilen- Chilenian. Um, it's about a guy who... Or a young man, I guess, whose mother is a drug dealer, and she's getting kind of... Uh, what's the word for it when you're... you're The person who's selling you drug is trying to, like, uh, scam you. What's the word for that? I don't know, but mm. she's being held up by, like, gangsters for her money, kind of... Um, where yeah, she's, she's kind of trying to hide it from her son, but her son knows about it as well. Right, it's hard... It's, she, she can't hide it from him because these people are always showing up with guns trying to take her money. Uh, and he realizes, like, hey, I gotta get out of this life, and then stumbles into another gangster's plan to rob a, uh, an armored car. Right. That's the basis of it, yeah. Yeah, and this is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I don't know why I forgot that I watched this, but, but uh, uh, yeah, no, I found it very interesting. Good. It was very funny, and that was one of the things that... Uh, uh, and very, like, action-packed. Yeah, very um, action-packed. Very... It doesn't remind me of anything I've seen before, but it's it's very not American. That's also one of the things I liked about it. I feel like it fleshed out the characters pretty well as far as, uh, you know, the gangsters are very gangster-like, and the good guys are very good, and the bad guys are very bad. And then you have him who's in the middle, who's like, I want to be a good person, but I'm forced to be in this other world of gangsters, right? Um and I love that about it. That's my... The building of the character world is the best part of the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. And I I, I think the acting was more than good. Uh, I watched it with dub, and the dub was really good. Yeah. What would you give this show? Um, yeah, it's probably a seven also, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, what isn't a... Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, it, it definitely had potential to be something more if maybe the cinematography was a little better. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the cutting in this show is atrocious. Yeah, the editing is also bad. Um, yes. And it feels, you know, like a kind of a low-budget TV show the way they filmed it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, but what wasn't a seven was the Game of Greed episode, uh, or sorry, the Trust Game of Greed episode four. Halfway um, point. My integrity can't be bought is the name of this episode. An enticing <laughs> trust ceremony offers players the chance to boost their shares. A fancy dinner party, a huge oh, at a fancy dinner party, a huge secret and an unexpected an unexpected offer emerge. Right. Yeah. This was kind of a boring episode. So fucking boring. Definitely middle episode. But I don't even think no. it was the showrunner's fault. I think that just nothing happened. Happened, yeah, nothing and happened. It kind of was their fault in that they gave them the option of if everybody who does like the offer from last episode was mm. everybody who doesn't vote 
can put $2,000 into the pot, and that's the one they picked, which caused kind of a kumbaya effect, because everybody knew if they didn't vote that $2,000 would get added to the pot. So even... Mm -hmm. So not voting benefited everyone, which caused mm -hmm. no one to vote because they had no reason to, right? Yeah. But then that caused that there no drama in between the two um, offers, which means yeah. this was a boring episode. Yeah. But when they were going to pick people that they wanted to have dinner with, that was kind of funny because the love couple didn't... Well, the man from the love couple didn't pick uh, his quote-unquote girlfriend. Right. And she was... Fucking upset because of that. She's like, "Ew! I hope he has a nice dinner with that man. I really hope." Nee, nee, nee. And the last one that didn't get picked got a very nice thing to do. Uh, so he got to be the head of the table, and he got to pick two people that go to a different island and do something like special in that island. And we find out that on that island, we have seen another reality show. Oh, right. Well, there was the show Love in Translation, which we watched two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. And there was a scene in that where they go to this park to do zip lining. And it, yep. it was literally the exact same exact park. place, yes. So they probably were just... <laughs> Netflix probably owns part of this park or something, and they... Have the ability or the to use production it. company or who or whatever, yeah. Yeah. yeah, or yeah, they have a timeshare here. Um, <laughs> a timeshare, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> they bought a time. They bought a timeshare and they wanted to yeah, film a reality funny. show, so they they did two of them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But also yeah. in this episode, when they go to the island. The thing that they didn't know, or the guy didn't know when he picked them to go to the island, is that the offer is at the island also. Right. Yeah, and the ending is uh, the man that goes, that we think is the coolest, uh, one of the coolest, uh, at least, uh, because I, I think he will be there for a long time. Uh, he's, he says my integrity is not for sale, but the woman that goes there, that is... Oh, well, you uh, should tell them, this offer... Uh, they didn't pick together. They yes. They give. They're given a separate offer, and they're told you can either take the offer or not. But you don't get to look at it. Whatever it says, yeah. you have to take the offer if you choose to take it. Um, yeah. But that whatever is in the offer is going to benefit you specifically, yeah. right? They don't yeah. tell them how it's going to benefit them, but that nope. it will. It benefit only them. Yeah. Yeah, and the man says, "My integrity is not for sale." So when the woman says, oh, I'm going to take that offer, they are definitely like kind of hinting that she has no fucking intake. They did do that, maybe on, not even on purpose, uh, just yeah. suppose those things. But uh, yeah, that did. that is the way it came off, for sure. And that's mm -hmm. the cliffhanger, is that we... He didn't pick it, she did, and so next episode, the very beginning, we're going to find out what's in her yeah. uh, offer, and he's going to... The other thing is, it's all anonymous, so he's not yeah. going to know, and nobody else is going to know that she got this offer, yeah. but he will know that she was offered something, just not what the offer was, right? Exactly. Like, so he's going to know, and going to be able to spread it back to the rest of the group. Yeah. I'm going to give this episode a two. It was just boring. 
I mean, I like the ending. I think the cliffhanger was good. Um, yeah. So I'd probably give it a, a a four. Okay. Let's talk about some news. Uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, here news is the Spotify deal. Does that mean that he was going to be exclusive to Spotify? You would think for $250 million uh, renewal that Joe Rogan would... that I mean, Spotify would want him to be exclusively on their platform, but it no. Uh, apparently, he uh, will now be available on other audio platforms. In addition mm-hmm. to continuing availability on Spotify, Rogan's show will soon be on Apple Podcasts, Apple, or Amazon Music, and YouTube. The move comes under Spotify's revised strategy to give up exclusive streaming rights in favor of broader dis- distribution, which I think makes sense. Like, they're going to, con- they, what I'm to understand is they maintain the rights to the video version mm-hmm. of the podcast. Yes. Right? So I think what they're saying, th- their thought is, is that if we spread it out and people are listening to it other places, when they do want to see the video version, they're going to mm-hmm. come here. Yeah. And it's going to actually bring more eyeballs to us. Uh, I don't think that is at all true because when I bother to uh, listen to Joe Rogan's podcast and that is very very seldom nowadays I do just listen I don't care to watch it I think that's their the company's idea though um yeah I think I think the concept makes sense will it work in execution mm. is the question um mm? I, I don't feel think so. I feel like Rogan's audience is already um, established. I don't think you're going to mm. bring new people into that um, into that group by just them seeing it in other places. Yeah, uh, I, I think agree. the people who like Rogan like Rogan, and the people who don't don't. And mm-hmm. uh, but you know, we could be maybe Spotify probably knows something we don't as far as you know. Uh, the numbers of seeing people come in and seeing people leave. Um, but I, I know for personal experience, once he left YouTube, I did never went to Spotify to listen to a Rogan podcast. So exactly. I would find it somewhere else if I wanted to, to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, killer Mike, uh, is shot with uh, miss, uh, miss me Mourner battery after allegations outside the Grammys. Um, Okay, so it says the the battery charge comes with either a potential fine of $2,000 or six months behind bars. Um, Killer Mike, real name Mike Render, is currently being, is still detained in police down, oh, not anymore, but he's, uh, he was outside the Grammys and something mm-hmm. happened as far as like a physical altercation. Uh, yeah. After five hours, he was publicly detained and arrested in Los Angeles. Police said Sunday after he won three Grammys in the pre-show earlier that afternoon. Um, yeah. So I, we're not 100% sure exactly wh- why he got that in a happened. fight. Yeah. Yeah, but um, somebody... It wasn't inside the Grammys, so I wonder if somebody was like, hey, let's take this outside, or what exactly happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, at all... See who won and things like that. The Grammys. I know. I, I, I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. 
Uh, but if you want to know more about the history of, uh, for example, uh, the Grammys, do you think there is a book about that? It's probably a book about music and the Grammys and learning about award shows at audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. If you want a free audiobook, go there, get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial. Cancel any time and you get to keep the book. Eurovision time. Let's start with the returning country, Luxembourg. A lot of expectations to this song for them not being in Eurovision for so many fucking years. Right, okay. So, uh, it's Tali with Fighter for Luxembourg. What did you think about their return to Eurovision? Well, you can tell they haven't been around since the 80s or something, because it all looks like something out of the 80s. Um, there's, like, laser stuff in the background. They're all in... I, I don't... Latex. I, I was going to say bondage gear, but... Yeah. Yeah, latex. Um, the song is super generic. The dance, I guess, is the best part of it, as far as, like, the choreography, right? Yeah, Everything it's else a pretty is... woman. It's a pretty woman with a pretty song. Well, I mean, the, I went the background dancers and the choreography, the beginning part where she's, like, being tapped on the head, that stuff, mm -hmm. all that choreography is the best part of it. The song is generic, her whole, vo her voice is pretty generic, the lighting is generic, the best part yeah. is the dancing, yeah. I agree, yeah, no. Uh, this gets a 4.5 uh, for me. Oh, I, I would give it a 2. Okay. Yeah, I think... It, this I don't feel. This didn't feel inspired in any way. It just felt like they made the most generic song possible, almost. Mm. So, do you think Eurovision has anything to do with sports, Luke? Not usually, right? Yeah. No, oh. but a European broadcasting unit has launched a streaming platform called Eurovision Sports. It's a free direct-to-consumer service offering thousands of hours live sport broadcasting. I assume it's going to have ads. Otherwise, why would it be free, right? But later this year, it will I be available. I don't think the EVU can. That's weird, then. Um, mm. Unless they found a way around it, like banner ads or something, you know, instead of, like, in-app in ads. Later this year, it mm. will be available via Connect. TVS and selected ad supported television channels. There you go. Ad supported. Ah. Uh, developed and operated by Eurovision Sport Platform for the EBU, Nargo, Nagravision. Uh, the new f platform aims to complement public service broadcasters' existing coverage and showcase a wide variety of events from World Aquatic Championships to the indoor. The World Athletic Indoor Championships in Glasgow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think this streaming service is going to be around for very long. <laughs> I am going to watch hours and hours of this, he said, lightingly. It's going to have, like, curling on it and stuff. Aquatics Championship. I mean, I I, I have heard... Water polo, I guess. Water polo. <laughs> <laughs> so you will hear, Marco, polo! Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I just don't see. I mean, it's a very niche uh, yes, app. I don't really that, but it's free, yeah. I guess. So I don't know. 
Okay, now I'm very uh, interesting. How will Luke say uh, the performer's name of Norway? Uh, let me find it. Uh, and what is the song called? It's called Gate with Ul Ulvanha Ulvaham. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Norway's pretty... entrance. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. To be, the to be honest. Yeah, this is Norway's first Norwegian entrance into Eurovision in fifteen years. Believe it or not. Okay. Um, yeah. It felt like the last bunch of years when I've seen Norway's entry. It never feels serious. It feels mm -hmm. kind of always. I don't know. You know, fu fun and. Usually a good song, but not like yeah. not like they're taking it super duper serious. This mm -hmm. song feels like, and the production value feels like they're putting a lot of money and they want to win this year. To me, um, more than other years, I totally fucking agree. Uh, this is doing super well. Like I can already tell you that we will be in the top ten this year. I don't know if we will win because I haven't heard all the other songs. Right. But this will do extremely well. Uh, not only because it's in Norwegian, but uh, it's very haunting. It's very like mysterious and holy fuck, she can sing. Yeah, it's like a rock ballad kind of thing. But I think the thing that really makes it stand out from the other songs we've seen so far, which haven't been many, but. Lots of places they do their production in the, you know, their Grand Prix or whatever their country's version of that is. Um, mm -hmm. And they do one, you know, stage setup, which lots of times isn't even c compatible with what you would have to do in actual Eurovision. This, yeah, it this looks can, like yeah. this is what they're going to do at Eurovision. It's going to look just I like totally this. I totally agree. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. The stage looks like it looks stage ready, as I would call it. Exactly, exactly. Where yeah. other ones, it's like, even with the next one we're going to talk about, it feels like they're just at like uh, America's Got Talent or something, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be very biased and see say that I actually give this ten out of ten points. But I fucking love this. I was so fucking wrong this year. I. I am so happy I was wrong. <laughs> I've never been so happy that I have been wrong for many, many years. Was was the one that you thought was going to win more of a jokey, jokey or yes. like that? Yes. See, and that's yeah. the that's yeah. totally the difference I saw. Also, so I understand mm. why you would think that because just mm -hmm. the uh, track record, right? Yeah. Yeah. What did you give it? Uh, I give it a a nine. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh. Malin Ackerman is the host of uh, Eurovision Song Contest 2024 in Sweden. Why are we talking about that, you may ask? Well, she is the star from Watchmen, and uh, she's going to be there along uh, the Swedish uh, singer and comedian uh, Petra Meda. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see this. I don't think this... Uh, will be uh, the people that uh, will host Eurovision, Eurovision. But uh, who will see? Yeah, I mean, she's been in a lot of American movies. Uh, you'd know mm -hmm. her if you 
Sar kind of person, right? Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. Okay, what is the last country we're doing, Luke? Ireland. Um, Doom, Bambi Thug with Doomsday Blue. Yeah. Or it's Doomsday Blue with Bamble Thug. Or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the song she keeps saying Doomsday Blue, so I assume that's the name of the song. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, yeah, because look down below, Bambi Thug Tsunami. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, holy fuck, I love this song. Yeah, this is a hardcore kind of death metal song with so a female good. vocalist. Um, yes. She's all by herself out there. She doesn't have, like, a band with her, which I wonder... Um, if she is in a band or if it's all just like backup track stuff, you know what I mean? I'm not sure, but yeah, I have no clue. She's got some dancers happening with kind of goofy costumes. So the production on the, the song is really probably the song I'd listen to most out of these three, but the production value yeah. is super low as far as the performance goes. Yes, the performance. I w uh, so this is done in Ireland in a TV show where it's like more or less like Leno. Yeah, it's like on a so, stage, a TV stage, totally. Yes. So th that is why uh, the performance there is so b badly lit and everything. But she's super fucking cool. I've gone through a lot of her things. She's a big artist. She has given out a lot of things. And what I like is the mix between uh, the hardcore and the uh, uh, in the reverses. They kind of go more melod uh, melodonic and it's like it fits together very well yeah i remember some bands like this from the early 2000s for sure the female vocal hardcore band um and uh, yeah the song is the best part poppy. of it i don't like yeah. the backup dancers they're kind of goofy no. looking um yeah i agree i'm going to give this a nine out of ten actually uh i'll give it a eight yeah yeah some good songs this week, to be honest. Yeah, very much so. Okay, let's move on to the movie round. We're not going to do, do no normal movie rounds from now on. Uh, because uh, in the end of February, we will do have our first podcast of whatever we're going to call that show. We'll figure that out soon. Um <laughs> Uh, with the Trivial Theater, as we announced in early January. So, uh, have you seen any Oscar movies? Well, I watched an iAd this week, uh, oh, which I think is oh. for Best Supporting Actress and a few other things. Mm -hmm. um, it's a uh, it's a retelling of the this woman trying to cross from Cuba to Florida uh, by swimming. And it's a story of her much later in life um, trying to beat this beat this thing that she couldn't beat when she was much younger, based mm. on a true story. And uh, I, yeah, I thought Jodie Foster was the best part of it. It felt like this movie, all in all, was a little popcorn movie. Um, yeah, definitely not. But very Oscar baiting. Definitely, I didn't feel like it was an Oscar movie though. Um, no, I felt I like it was more of a popcorn movie, and mm -hmm. that. Uh, it's kind of a feel. It's a feel good, you know, um, true story telling of somebody triumphing over 
you know, adverse adversity. Um, pretty, you know, adversity. cookie cutter. There's not really yeah. anything like super interesting in that uh, Oscar way. So I under I totally understand the Jodie Foster nom, um, and I'd give it a uh, probably a seven. Yeah, I would give it a seven as well. Probably a six point five actually. I really didn't think it was anything. Yeah, it was just like I said. It's a feel good like uh, popcorn movie more than anything. Sure. I saw Eternal Memory, which is up for do- best doc. Um, it's about a man with all Alzheimer's and his daughter who's helping take care of him, and it's basically that's it. It's just uh, she sets up a camera and films their day to day life, and there's not really much other than to other. To it, other than learning about the disease and learning about what it takes to take care of somebody in that situation. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was very sad, for sure. Um, it, it's hard to watch, but at the same time, I understand why it was nominated, because it, um, it feels real. It feels gritty, because you can tell it's just her taking a tripod, putting a camera on it in her... Uh, living room or in her kitchen or whatever and just filming it and then it was all edited mm. together and it's very moving I don't know it's it's sad so if if you don't want to watch a depressing documentary don't watch this I'd give it a uh, uh, as far as documentaries go I'd probably give this a a 7.5 okay mm-hmm. yeah no I I really don't want to watch this because I don't I don't want to go and cry all the time. Well, you don't have to watch it because I watched it, and so I'll just tell Good. you that it's a seven point five. I saw Anatomy of a <laughs> Fall. Hmm. Um. I don't remember where this is from. Like the country this is from. Uh, French. Yeah, it's French. <laughs> it's a murder mystery. Um, but kind of a trial-based murder mystery. Have you seen this? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, sh- you check this out. It's long. It's two and a half hours, but it's about a woman who is in the middle of a... She's an author, and she's being interviewed for an, about her new book, and uh, she a mur- her husband gets uh, falls out of a window, hence the name of it, and the police think that she murdered him. You don't actually know if she murdered him or not as the viewer, and the only person okay. that was that showed up when he fell out of the window is their blind son. And so he, mm. yeah. So, um, but most of it is her in trial in French court, trying to defend herself and her and her lawyer trying to get evidence together to prove that she didn't do it. But the whole time you're questioning whether or not she's t- telling the truth or not. So it's mm. very well put together, very kind of trial, uh, based in the middle I I thought um, I got a, a little bored in the middle, but other than that, it was very good. I'd give it a... This is probably an 8.5. Okay. Definitely worth checking out. Okay. Do you remember where you watched it? I think I got it on Prime. I'd like... Okay. Yeah. It's available out there. Yeah. Um, let's see. Right. Uh, it's available on Prime and Vudu and YouTube and Google Play. It's out there. Okay. Yeah. Makes me want to see it, actually. Yeah, this is up for Best Picture. So, definitely worth checking out. Mm, Cool. And that was the movies I saw this week. 
coming next week, we will talk news of the week, Tron tells the truth, uh, TV of the week, Eurovision review. We will talk about the trust episode five, and I am going to guess that we will talk about Super Bowl. Uh oh yeah the super yeah the Super Bowls this weekend we're gonna watch that mm-hmm. right. Uh, of course, like every fucking year. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Everything like last year, Mrs. Anderson. All the uh, commercials yeah. for it, as far as I could tell, are, have already been out. People are like, hey, check out our Super Bowl commercial. I'm like, yeah, no, not I sure have... how, that's how that works, but okay. Nope. Pretty sure. I, I, I stay very, very, very away from that. Sometimes I when it's like anything on YouTube, anything at all. Oh yeah, because you have YouTube Premium, but I don't. Yes. So, so I've seen a few of them probably uh, where I couldn't get away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I literally don't want to. So yeah, I was. I mean, last year the commercials were not very good. Uh, we'll see nope. if it's any better this year. I remember last year the big one was there was a lot of. Uh, what crypto and AI commercials? That was like the big thing mm-hmm. last year. We'll see what. What do you think the big thing this year will be? AI, AI again. AI. Yeah. yeah, probably a lot of AI okay. companies and uh, services. Yeah, I can. See I don't that. crypto. I don't think crypto is anything uh, anymore. So, I I can see uh, AI and a focus on 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 things that we we're not aware of. And our favorite commercial, uh, Super Bowl commercial game, is it a car commercial or not? That's our favorite. Because <laughs> you never know. It's like, you never, you never know. Do. Yep. Yeah, no. So let's do the bet, as we do every year. Uh, we are, we did it last time. I said uh, I said San Francisco, and you said the other one, whatever the other one is. Right. Uh, the Taylor Swift team. The Chiefs. There you go. Yes. Yeah, we, so I, I think Taylor Swift uh, will win, and you don't. I, yeah, I guess so, right? I mm-hmm. suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I suppose that's what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Because we so care about the sport aspect of this. Yeah, we're honestly usually more interested in something going <laughs> wrong during the halftime show. I don't really care that much about the halftime show. You care more no. than... Well, actually, I don't even know who's playing this, this year. This year, I definitely not care. Who is playing this year? Oh, was somebody I don't like. It's so weird that I don't even know, though. I think the the whole um, Taylor Swift thing has overshadowed... Usher? Oh, yeah, Usher. Okay. Anybody else? Because usually they have more than, you know, just... I think it's Usher. And then we'll have some surprises like we always do. Yeah. yeah. I so... I... I... I don't care about Usher songs whatsoever, so this is going to be one of the most boring halftime shows ever. Maybe. I mean, like I said, there's always surprises that they bring in some surprise guests and who knows who we'll have. And True. if something goes wrong, like, or we get some good memes out of it, like that year 50 Cent <laughs> was upside down like a, a bat, if you remember that. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Or the the year Lady Gaga dropped to the floor. I mean, there's classic ones, yeah, for sure. And there's mm-hmm. classic moments at that that like you don't have to like the music necessarily to uh, be in on the you know uh, the meme. That is all. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's sad that it's not the Pepsi halftime show anymore. So, 
I don't think it's been that for a long time. I think it's on the Super Bowl moved over to Fox like two years ago. That was a yeah. big controversy that happened this week that I'd, I we didn't have in the news news, but uh, supposedly every year before the Super Bowl, the president does like a interview talking about uh-huh. I I don't know. It's like a it's not like a it's just like a tradition thing. And last year. Uh-huh. Biden didn't do the interview because it moved over to Fox News, and he didn't want to do an interview with Fox News, I guess. And then CBS this year wanted him to do it on CBS, and he refused to do it there this year. As well? Yeah. So, yeah, people were like, why is he not... And I think, you know, I think we all know why he's not doing a live interview before the Super Bowl. Why why do you think that is, Luke? I I don't think they want him out there doing that for some reason. Why is that, Luke? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. Is it because he's incoherent and nobody fucking understands what he's talking about half the time? I saw uh, somebody ask, I think... The well, somebody involved in the cabinet asked. They asked, uh, "Why is he not doing that?" And, and basically, they said, "Well, we're doing commercials, and we're going to do a commercial before the Emmys, and we're going to do a commercial during the Super Bowl." So they think that that's good enough, I guess. Um, and people what? are kind of mad about it. But did you even know that the president did an interview before the Super Bowl every year? I didn't know that. So, uh, how about absolutely no? Yeah, I don't think anybody knew about that, so I don't think it's that big a deal, honestly. I'm excited for the, uh, the game anyway, because it's kind of, it's been a tradition that you and me have done for so many years now that it's like, it's nice to do. There's also the Taylor Swift conspiracy, so we, that we got that to look forward to. <laughs> yes. When she endorses Joe Biden or whatever the hell's going to happen. Yes, yes. And uh, when she scores a touchdown, I can't wait. She's going to score a touchdown and do a... a one of those silly dances they do, and then mm. a giant microphone with a huge speaker behind it, and she's going to come down and brainwash everybody with one of those mm-hmm. spiral things. You know what I'm talking about? The white and black yeah. spirals, and convince them all <laughs> to vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Jeremy round. Uh, I have seen a lot of videos about the Apple Vision Pro this week. That is a lot of the time I've seen. Marcus Brownlee uh, had a r- very good review three days ago. That was very interesting. Okay, yeah. Um, I've seen a bit about it. Uh, mostly that some people are disappointed and other people have admitted love. I don't see anybody raving about it. Let's just say that. Yeah, right. One of the most funny videos actually came from Casey Neistat. Uh, when he went out, out on the street and used it in like, actually in in real life, mm-hmm. that was kind of like that was one of the best videos, I felt. Okay. Did you see that? No, I I don't follow uh, Casey Neistat though. Uh, no, me neither. But I got it recommended. Okay, I'll, on I'll, YouTube. Yeah, send it to me. I'll check it out. I mean, I yeah. don't, don't I don't dislike Casey Neistat. I just I'm not I'm not really into the vlog scene. I've never been a vlog. Person. No, I yeah. totally got that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like so, some people are into other things, but it, I don't follow him either. I just <laughs> I just was watching a lot of videos that had to do with Apple Vision Pro. It seems like the what I'm hearing is it's kind of like not ready for um, consume like regular consumers and maybe that's yes. why they priced it so high to begin with is that 
they wanted to keep it out of the hands of people who are, are not willing to pay 5000 or whatever it is mm-hmm. dollars for this thing and that the people who are really going to use it are like people who want to develop apps and like work exactly. on work with within this like new mm-hmm. operating system that they created for this whatever uh AR uh helmet yeah I totally agree with you and I I feel that that is maybe one of the things that a lot of people are not like thinking about is that this product is it is more or less a, a working prototype. I know that's kind of like silly to say, but it is actually uh, what Apple is trying right now is not really commercially ready because the price is uh, atrociously high and like uh, the whole thing looks sell... clunky for what it is, right? Like when yeah. when I originally when, uh, when did Google Glass come out? Because that was like years ago. Think about how long ago that AR version was. And it was like right. this little tiny set of glasses that went on your head and like uh, you saw it within that window. But these are like the size of a regular VR headset. I feel like you need something that's more uh, less bulky for this to catch on. Yeah. Yeah, and I also think that... Uh it being so fucking expensive doesn't really help it either. I think that was on purpose, like I said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. And Apple always overprices everything anyways. But uh, What are you talking about whatsoever? Let's see. What else happened this week? Um, oh, TikTok. Uh, UMG, Uni- Universal Music Group? Uh, mm-hmm. They have pulled their music from TikTok. This is huge. Okay. Uh, I mean, one of the big things th- that changed YouTube, th- that really changed YouTube for being like what I, what it originally was, which was a place to freely upload videos, was uh, copyright from music groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what changed a lot of the platform of YouTube initially, is them coming in and being like, hey, you can't just like post our music out there. Mm. Um, and that's when you started seeing ads on stuff and specifically the first time I ever saw ads on YouTube like that, like that was on music videos. And now that the UMG is, they're pulling their music off, but I think what they're really doing is probably negotiating with TikTok to get money out of them in some way. Right. And oh, really? to use rights, uh, because I'm surprised um, no other music groups have done this with TikTok up until now. Right. It's kind of crazy. Hmm. I, I think that's a very interesting and uh, idea you think of there that they are like co- cooperating. I didn't even like think about that. I think they they see that they're um, that it spreads their music well, but that mm. they want more of the they want a bigger cut of the pie. Is my guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. See, I didn't even think about that. Um, okay. Anything else that happened this week? <sighs> Not really. Uh, Drake dick pics. Okay. Uh, apparently, dick pics of Drake got leaked yesterday. That was a big story. Good for him. Uh, yeah. Everybody, the big question is, is it AI? That's why everybody is talking about it. You know what I mean? Because okay. nobody can take anything seriously anymore. Uh, because of AI, the AI capability, right? Yeah. So people are not thinking it's him. 
people are questioning whether it's him or not. There's no real, okay. you know, uh, uh, after the whole Taylor Swift thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't see anything about this. So. It just happened yesterday, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, you know, the whole, this is the big question right now with the fake AI nudes. Um, let's see, what else happened? Oh, Beard Meets Food was in Norway this week. Oh, why didn't they come by and say hi? I don't think it was. I don't think it was in Lilyhammer. But is that? Uh, did you see the video? Is that town? I don't even know what town it was in. I don't remember. Well, if it's not in Lilyhammer, it's not in Norway. Oh, is that how that works? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We all know. There's that. only one city in your whole country. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And then you call the country of... something different. That would be really, <laughs> really funny. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. Uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. Uh, the only thing I have is like wrestling related. You can hear all about that on that wrestling show. I have heard some rumors that there is an extra show coming out probably this week because I'm literally going to hang up with Luke and record something with Bill. Thing are going on in TNA, I have heard. But yeah, Cody Rhodes. Did you hear about the Cody Rhodes Rock Roman situation? No, I didn't. Okay, so Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I knew that. And and uh, he gave away his spot to The Rock to face Roman Reigns. And everybody's complaining because it was very done badly. Actually, it was terribly dumb. It's one of those things like, why did I watch the Royal Rumble when you were just going to change everything right at the last minute? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, what was the point of that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of silly. Let's see. I guess the last thing besides... Uh, well, we could talk about more Ace Family drama if you want to talk about that. There was a thing uh, that came out, Madcaster, you know, that lawyer on YouTube? Do you know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. He's he looked around in the records and can't find a divorce, uh, any kind of divorce that's got anything to do with them. So that's interesting. <laughs> uh, Is it almost like maybe it's all fake? Cloud or anything? <laughs> yeah. Could it have to do with that look? It doesn't mean that they're not going to get divorced. It just means oh. that it's not in the system yet, right? Yeah. Exactly. I'm not saying anything. Cough, cough. Cough, cough. Uh, yeah. But we do know everything else at this point that he's doing as far as the the shtick is all fake. So is the divorce fake? We don't know. And the last thing I guess I had was Rhett and Link. Did you see the Rhett and Link channel announcement? Oh, I thought they were going to quit. Yes. Well, I didn't think they I thought they were going to stop doing that channel specifically. Right. I, they tricked me. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of was like, oh, this is probably clickbait to a degree. But really yeah. what it is is it was an announcement that they're going to make a new TV show. Really. Yeah. Which is I'm kind so of exciting. To, yeah. 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 Um, it sounds like from the way they talked about it, it's already in the can. They're just waiting to mm-hmm. like upload it. Because he even yeah. said like the title of it on accident, keep, keep, and then they bleeped it out. Keep your eye on it. Yeah, yeah, they bleeped it out. That was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> but I I'm wondering because they talked about the movie being based on the book that they had written, which is like it's that book that was loosely based on their lives living in that small mm-hmm. town. If you remember them promoting that book, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if the TV show is going to be based on that as well. Uh, so we'll just have to see, I suppose. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm super excited for it. Uh, I love Retin Link, so I'm super excited. Yeah, we have the Iron Lung movie and the Retin Link TV show to look forward to. Big YouTuber <sighs> year this year. Well, have you heard anything when the Iron Lung thing is coming out? Um, he said, talked about it in one of the recent videos he's uploaded saying, uh, he's almost done with everything is what he said. Okay. So I don't know okay. what that means exactly, but, and also, yeah. you know, that that video was filmed a number of weeks ago, probably or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Next week will be fun and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, any countries you hope you will hear Eurovision, uh, songs from? Oh, you know, I'm always looking forward to Australia. Uh, mm -hmm. for the pure irony of it more than anything else <laughs> okay uh, from Norway my name is uh, Luke uh, from Norway my name is uh, uh, Thor goodbye everybody goodbye everybody bye bye everybody another, di another digital another digital citizen another digital citizen Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.